Hey, everyone. Thanks, as usual, for listening to our show. As usual, check out our Twitter, at Midcourt Madness, and check out our website if you feel like doing some good reading, midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, the NBA playoffs are in full effect. The Suns have already qualified for the NBA Finals, the Bucks and Hawks. At the time of this recording are, you know, playing, I believe it's game five tonight. Um, stars like Giannis, Trey Young are out with injury, it looks like. And we will get into absolutely none of that right after this. All right, John, off of that just absolute fire emoji intro, give me your winner. You like that? Yeah, I love it. All right, Biggs, my winner, and um, I'm actually going to reward myself with this winner because you gave me a rule a few months ago. I can't talk about North Carolina. I didn't give you that rule. You gave me that that rule. I cannot talk about that. Okay. Okay. But my big winner is North Carolina. Big 10 ACC challenge matchup against Michigan? Uh, we can get in that later. Okay. I don't think they're a winner on that. That's but scary. But their leading scorer, Armando Baycott, is returning. And from the moment they lost to Wisconsin back in March, it you know how'd that game go again? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> there was rumors of a mass exodus, and to a point, some of it happened. You know, Walker Kessler transfers away. Garrison Brooks, Sterling Manley, who were both seniors last year, huge loss. Transfer away. There was rumors of Walker uh, Miller. I said Walker Miller. You left it. You you forgot Walker Miller. I don't know how you could. I you did. I said Walker Miller, didn't I? No, oh, huge loss. Walker Miller. We're we're gonna go. I'm gonna go back when I edit this, and I'm gonna see if I said it. Right. I, I'm almost positive I said Walker Miller. Okay. Well, I didn't hear it. So. <laughs> uh, Caleb Love. It was rumored. I think it was because of his dad tweeting stuff. You know, he was gonna be leaving. But yeah, he announced he was coming back as opposed to. Not, not but I mean, I think I think the bigger rumor is that he might transfer away. Yeah, um, unhappy with his role, which I mean, his role was what to, to run into people in the post players and jack up shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get news that Armando Baycott, who um, who was their leading scorer last year, averaged about um, eleven or twelve points per game last year, not huge numbers, is returning. And I think with uh, their roster construction this coming year, and just. Um, hearing how Hubert Davis wants to coach and you know stretch out the floor, he's guys, he's got guys. Join like, the twenty. What century are we in? Are we in the twenty first century? Is it the twenty first century? century? Whatever yeah. century we're currently in, he wants UNC to join it because yeah. Old Roy was playing big bully ball. You don't play two bigs anymore. Right. You don't play and, one. And that's anymore. and I think that's going to benefit Baycott immensely because Brady Maddock, who is at this point probably going to slot in at the four, is more of a stretch four. He's almost like a Luke May in that sense. And that's going to leave a lot more space in the middle for Armando Baycott to just operate. Bulldoze. Exactly. In addition to all that, like, you look at their roster, they have a lot of guys returning. Leaky Black is returning better, for better or for worse. Um, Corinne Walton, their leading, their best shooter last year, um, really their own, only three-point threats is returning. Guys like R.J. Davis, another freshman from a year ago, he's going to have, you know, one year under his belt. And like you always say, Best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores. I've heard that. Unless if they go to Duke or Kentucky. True. Um, And then just a few days ago, I see Dawson Garcia. Marquette guy is entering the transfer portal, sort of. There's some steam on uh, either Carolina or Illinois, maybe. Another stretch four type and has been linked to North Carolina. Um, I have not seen his final list. 
So I think I'm really looking forward to that. Most people assume it's going to be either Carolina, Illinois, uh, or was it? Feels like Texas is in on every single player in the transfer portal somehow. I don't really understand that, but there's another. Oh, Marcus Carr, I heard today. All the steam is that he's going to go to Texas. Yeah, as well. it, I, I don't really understand. I don't know how, how many scholarships they got. Unlimited. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. maybe but, they're uh, convincing him to just play uh, as a walk-on. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. So boost your NBA stock. Show really that you're selfless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess okay, John. I mean, yeah, UNC. You you, you lay out a great point there that they are. I think going to be better maybe than last year, or or they're maybe in an okay position versus uh, two days postseason where the sky was kind of falling. Uh, I, I'm still just kind of struggling to understand how they're the winner this week when everybody I think kind of assumed Baycott was it coming wasn't back. Sure though, and then they also so, can, get... so is Purdue a winner because Travion Williams is also coming back. I feel like I already called, called them a winner. I can't do it again. Oh, you can't. Okay, I yeah. see. So you yeah. name when did you name Purdue a winner? I don't remember. I'm just saying I did uh-huh. to get you off my back. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on my back a lot in the first five minutes here, trying uh, to say I didn't mention Walker Kessler, which I did. No, you mentioned Walker Kessler. You didn't mention Walker Miller. Oh, my God. You forgot Walker I, Miller. I'm now – Walker Miller had one – he had one game against Duke a couple years ago where he came off the bench. How do you think all these guys are getting so much better? Practicing. Yes. Against Walker Miller. <laughs> How many times do you think he's won the scout team player of the week? Oh, every time he's first in sprints, which is probably <laughs> never. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think UNC will definitely. I, I'm, I'm fascinated as you are with the, with the potential of Dawson Garcia, um, especially because remember that game they had a game where yeah, what, like it was twenty five and ten. It was like Miami right? or someone had canceled, so they're like scrambling to find a way to play Marquette. And, and they, we thought at the time it was going to tank their tournament hopes because they yeah, lost that game. Yeah. And the reason they lost was because Dawson Garcia went off. Went off. I, I am, as a Minnesota person, would is there any be steam thrilled. there? Is there any steam there to the Gophers? I mean, sure, because he's from Minnesota, but I don't think. No, I don't. I, I think there's the steam that I've seen is Carolina, Illinois, and I thought there was one other one. I can't remember who it was. It might have been like Ohio State or which they're looking for guys now too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean that would be that'd be fascinating. And, and again, as a Minnesota person, I would love it because you'd have not only Kerwin Walton, who's a Minnesotan, and Dawson Garcia. They were AAU teammates. Sure. They played on the same AAU team, so maybe you've got it in there. And, and you got to think. I mean, Hubie wants to play the the four out one in kind of join the twenty first century. It's always I, take- I, I tactically I definitely agree with you. I think the open space will benefit Baycott or whoever's whoever's kind of in the hole there. And Garcia can kind of do it. He's kind of more of a rangy, uh, stretch power forward. You know, right. Nowadays, they're not. There's no such thing as even if you're not a stretch power forward, you're a center. Yeah. And, and honestly, nowadays, if you're not a stretch center, you're like a whatever a position, rebounder, whatever position a six is. You know, yeah. like. But I think Garcia gives you a little bit of both. You know, yeah. I think you you don't want to have you you want to you want to. I think Carolina's identity is they they want to be able to play more space and pace. But but they don't want to lose the the kind of identity of we we kick ass on the glass too you know and and I think there's a worry that when you play too small well you got to give up something right and it's you're giving up on the glass you're giving up a little bit of that uh, being able to kind of pulverize people I, I, Garcia would be a guy that can do both him and Baycott would be oh and then you throw in Manic I mean that's a terrific trio right there you pencil pencil all three of those guys in for 22 to 30 minutes a game. And I mean, Baycott's never been an iron man. He's not going to play 36 well, minutes. Like, a night. I, I'm not saying he's going to come out coming next year with all this and average, you know, 20 points per game, but 
15. Yeah. I think that's certainly within reach. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially if, I mean, if, if there is no Garcia, you're going to need him to put up probably 16 to 18 points mm-hmm. a game. It kind of maybe you hope, I mean, I, I've always kind of thought to myself a little bit, can he make that Sean May kind of jump where Sean May went from like a, a good player as a sophomore, yeah. you know, to, to a load, you know, he was like an all American really kind of catalyst for their championship team in 05. I don't think he'd be that good, but mm-hmm. can he be, can he be a 16 to 18 point potential ACC first teamer type? He could be, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll have the opportunity in the space too. Yeah. So. All right. Who's your big winner? Good, good winner there. I, I enjoyed that. That was, that was, that was Tar Heel talk. Was that hashtag analysis? Hashtag analysis. High end analysis too. Who's your winner? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> lost my spot there. There she is. She's sleeping. Oh, see, it's, it's play hard, sleep hard. Yeah, okay. Just like the, the official podcast dog is now sleeping. Finally. Finally. Gosh, now we can focus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's my winner? Okay. Um, hmm. That's a good question. How about just like everybody in everybody who likes college hoops? Okay. Okay. Go on. Because uh, as as oh, we also college basketball fans, college basketball fans, yes. <laughs> because um, you know the 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 main topic that seems like it sucks up the oxygen every single year around college sports is why why aren't these athletes getting paid? Right. We we have to get these kids paid. It's it's basically slavery. They're professionals. They're just operating under the NCAA is is ruling over them and these. Uh, uh, draconian kind of methods. They, they don't allow them any freedom. You can't even sign autographs, anything like that. And it's like the, it's become almost like the cool thing is to just, I, I'm mad about the NCAA. Well, you know what? I'm madder about the NCAA. You know, oh no, I'm madder. And it just becomes this giant dick measuring contest of who can be the maddest about the NCAA not paying their athletes. Well, I, I, I'm sure there will be people that They're are still, still technically not going to be paying the athletes. That's true. There will be people that are probably still mad about something because that's the way we live in the I, world. I have a theory in. on this. I'll, I'll, make, I'll let you make your point. Then I have a okay. theory on this. I but, but I think everybody can at least shut the hell up about athletes not getting paid now because they'll have opportunities with the mm-hmm. NIL laws finally getting passed. Uh, July 1st, the day we're recording currently, July 1st, uh, is the start date on that. And I, I'm curious to see what the eventual kind of unintended consequences mm-hmm. are. I mean, you see, I've seen you, you scroll through Twitter right now and you just, first of all, Twitter, I saw Bo Nix. Like, like if they, yeah. if you were allowed to start doing like endorsement deals at 8, 8 a.m. this morning, he tweeted at 8.01 that he had signed one, basically. Yeah, I saw that. I, like, I, it I was saw, yeah, there was a Bo Nix one. I mean, there was uh, Twitter for one, just on a side. Did that change? Because now I the feel like I, I scroll through Twitter now and I see more things about people I don't follow. It's like a random person there, that yeah, liked the tweet. It does like it's subjects. Killing. It does subjects. Oh, it's and there's like a little X. Like there's a little X you can click so it gets rid of those. It's almost like blocking those. I don't like it. It like tweets based on like a subject. Yeah. Like I've knowing seen way, someone I can't like just you, like follow my timeline and like scroll my way up and get to what I want. Like knowing someone like you, I know you watch shows like keeping up the Kardashians. So you're probably getting a lot of tweets like that because I have kept it, a lot it of- knows it knows who you are. Well, did you hear Tristan ch- cheated on Chloe again? Oh God, that just can't happen. Never had. It's never. I don't. Happened. I don't. Why is she? Why is she staying with him? It's ridiculous. Have some respect for yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The first, the first couple times, okay, like you're trying to make it work, but like at some point, like when are you gonna figure it out? I know. Anyways, go on. It's after. It's well, like, it, it's a whole fool me. It's a, yeah, exactly. Fool me once, yeah. shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. So the goal is to not get fooled Chloe. twice. Exactly. It's her fault now. <laughs> what were we talking about again? Um. Basketball? Yeah. Okay. So basketball. No, I, I think it is. It's interesting that like you see every single athlete now is going to try to, they're going to try to do something and it's like, Hey, I'm open for business. And it'll be interesting to see how many of 
those athletes say, Hey, I'm open for business. Like, like for the, for the, for the golfers, like Isaiah Enan, everyone listening to this, all four of our listeners are like, who the fuck's that? He plays basketball for the Minnesota Gophers. Not a particularly distinguished player. Like he's a bench player. His first couple of years, he's whatever, right? Let me guess. Target is one of the sponsors. Maybe. Does Target even want Isaiah? It's either. No, you're going to be like, who the hell's this guy? No, in Minnesota, it's either Target or Caribou Caribou Coffee. Quick Trip? We're on on right now. (laughs) No doubt. You know what Quick Trip is? Yes. I stopped at one in uh, Albertville last weekend. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The cookies? cookies? Oh, my gosh. I just gassed up. Oh, wow. Sorry. It, Quick Trip is much more than a gas station. <laughs> it's a convenience store. It is a, a, <laughs> hella convenient. <laughs> but I just, I, I the NIL thing, I am not one of those folks who gets fake outraged over athletes not getting paid, but I actually get more annoyed by the people who get fake outraged. And it's, it, got, it gets to the point where I, I'm actually defeated and I want the athletes to get paid now. I'm, I'm yeah. pro get, get them paid so that they can stay in college. And, and now I think college basketball fans over the course of the next handful of years, guys will get endorsement deals, and that might be able to compete with mm-hmm. potentially going and playing at the next level. Maybe you know, like uh, we'll we'll talk about some guys who are leaving for the draft, and guys who have no bit. They're not going to get drafted. Guys who just don't want to stay in college. We've talked about it a bunch. Can this kind of thing maybe keep some of those fringe guys that are good for college, but not the next level? Good for college. Mm-hmm. Can they stay and enhance the college game? Yeah, we'll see. I hope so. Okay, loser. Or no, I have a theory, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about this NIL stuff, and I was thinking about it today. Okay. It's almost a little ridiculous that the NCAA for so long was like, we're going to give you nothing, basically, okay? Like, no, we're not putting you on payroll, and we're also not letting you, you know, sell merch, not not letting you have your NIL, which I feel like all along, that could have been a good bargaining chip for the NCAA. Be like, oh, you guys want to sign contracts to make money, like be on the payroll, Oh, we're not going to allow that, but we will let you. We will allow you to profit off of your name, image, and likeness, right? And I was wondering why would they do that? And I was, the only thing I could come with, come up with is, you know, you've heard the saying, "Give someone an inch, and they'll take a mile." Give a woman, never mind. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Give your wife, no. <laughs> Give a mouse a cookie, though. Yeah, and so they're going to want a glass what of if, milk. Yeah, that's what mice will want if you give them a cookie. <laughs> they want a glass of milk. Yeah, to dip it. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose we're just drink the milk. Cookies. <laughs> um, now what if that was all their pause all along? Is you know knowing now they've already done the name, image, and likeness. But what's going to happen in the next two three years? Like, are they going to start pushing what's the next thing? Yeah, what's the next thing? What's the are, next thing? Is there going to be a big push in two three years? But like, okay, we got our name, image, likeness, but, but we, we still should be making more money. Exactly, we still should be able to get paid by the colleges as basically being on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, once you open that can of worms, it's like, what, what comes next? Mm -hmm. You know, that is, that's probably why they have fought it for so long is like, well, we, yeah, maybe, I don't know. We're trying to logic with the NCAA, which is a lot of times illogical, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you do, you do wonder. It's like, well, well, when you take one step here now, why, well, why can't they get paid now? Yeah. Coaches are making eight, nine, 10 million. Why can't the athletes make something? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, it's it's coming no matter what. It seems like whether it's honestly, I mean, I've I've heard like on, on some of the other podcasts I listen to, they think the NCAA will probably just cease to exist in a not too distant future. And it's just like a, how hard was that to imagine? Yeah, you know, as it's just a separate. This is probably the first step of them losing power. College athletes will or college athletics will have nothing to do with the colleges. No, it's almost just its own 
how NBA is. Like NBA like isn't associated with any schools or association. Any, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. And another thing I was thinking of is, you know, there's been a idea around all this name, image, and likeness. It that you know is NCAA football, NCAA basketball. Are those video games going to come back? Who should be the cover? Who should be on the cover of the video game? Just what year? Do we put Zion? every year? Every year, every year, just have Zion on it. Yeah. The first uh, <laughs> basketball player to be named after no, that's not right. Is it the other way? It's the first. Ba- it's the first national park to be, to named, be named after a basketball yeah. player. <laughs> but I wonder, you know, with great that, national park, by the way. With that, you know, you think of like Madden. Madden. Who's on the Madden cover anymore? I feel like I used to care about I, that. I think I saw it's gonna be Mahomes and Brady. It's like a two, like a the no. goats. Type no, thing. You, no, you can't do that. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can't have two players on the cover. Do they both get cursed? I think they did that before, didn't they? Did they? I think so. I just remember the Ray Lewis one. That was awesome. Where you could do the hit stick. Yeah. That was badass. Um, but I wonder, because then, like, the NFL, you have to be part of, the, I think, the players' union to even be on the game. And that's sort of, like, Madden is negotiating with the players' union. Sure. So, so you'll, you'll see players that are, like, like the Patriots coach was always HC. I Patriots remember, HC. I remember. Belichick doesn't want his name on it. It was a big thing. Barry Bonds was never part of the players' union. So he was never OF number twenty five. No, I remember. I, it, I don't know how I think of how I can remember this. There's like a video game for like two thousand five, a baseball game. MLB the show. His name was Joe Young. That Joe was Young, just the, the most cookie cutter name you can come up, up with. His, like, there's no Joe Young at that time, but there's a yeah. left fielder for the Giants named Joe Young. There's all the Joe Youngs it, think about that. It was Barry Bonds. <laughs> Did it look like him at least, or was it like some slender like white dude? I think he was white. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. But like, do you think college power ninety nine? Do you think college athletes will have to form a union now if like EA Sports wants to come up with NCAA basketball twenty twenty? Great question. I, I, yeah, I should have gone with winners. I should have gone with like anybody who wants to get a law degree. You want to be a lawyer, or become an agent, and represent these kids. Like, there's that you, job. That job just enhanced a big time. Well, yeah, like, think, clutch was probably going to well, expand in a huge way. Lawyers specialize in like different areas. You could be a name, image, and likeness lawyer. Yeah, well, probably an agent, right? Basically, but basically, agents are law degree folks, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah that, that that job industry is going to boom here in the next month. Now? Yeah. <laughs> by by lunchtime. Yeah. You know, it's you the, late it's, lunch. It's, it's the afternoon. Second lunch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 and okay. then supper, right? Okay. Um. Anyways, all right. Now just some thoughts I have. Yeah. No, those are those are interesting thoughts. And, so and I'm sure, OTS. You know, we're we're only true. We're only uh, fifteen hours into into name image likeness being officially allowed. I, I, it'll be interesting. What do you think? Uh, what would be your dream within reason? What would be your dream uh, name image likeness uh, sponsorship? Name, give me a couple. Where, where would, am I playing? Where am I good? playing? Hmm. North Dakota. You're, you're living in North Dakota. Ah, uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. What is big in North Dakota? I shouldn't know this. Caribou. <laughs> we steal that from you guys. Caribou, like a caribou sponsorship? What do North Dakotans claim? Nice winter jacket. Oh. Maybe like a Shields membership? Um, Car- Carhartt. That, Carhartt. That's North Dakota. Yeah, get a big thick hearty jacket. Or Menards. Menards. Okay. Menards sponsorship? Yes. That'd be a dream. <laughs> you used to work there. I did work there in college, yeah. I was a downstalker. <laughs> Perfect. What yours be? Chipotle or B dubs, maybe. Ooh, B dubs. Some sort of some sort of some sort of sponsorship with B dubs. Yeah. Or maybe just like Pub West, one of the good little spots there where I can get some pretzels and cheese or something. Spicy pie. 
Yeah, yeah, spicy pie. I didn't, once I realized spicy pie is more than just pizza, it's got wings and it's got tacos and weird stuff like that. Are the wings good? I have the tacos. The wings are amazing. Really? Yeah, I have tacos. They have so many good sauces. Should we pause this and go? We should. All right, we're back. Back. Stomachs are full. Fresh off some wings. That's a farm gar breath. That's, that's right. okay. <laughs> we're getting off the rails here. I have to get into my loser here, Biggs. Okay. Wisconsin basketball. And more specifically, their culture. Because Ooh. it was released a few days ago. There is a sort of, you hear about players-only meetings, right? Well, they had, back in February, a seniors and coaches meeting. And basically, the seniors calling out their head coach, Greg Gard. I think their assistant coaches were in there. I don't know if they're calling out the assistant coaches. This is back in February, right? Yeah. And obviously now it's July. Um, tapes, like recordings, basically the players were recording the entire conversation. It sounded like it was about two and a half hours, this meeting. Um, and some of the stuff was like, you know, they feel Grey Guard is basically just in it for himself, right? Like making himself look better, his own career look better, and not really focusing on the players themselves and making sure that he's doing what's in the best interest of the players. And I did a little investigative journalism because... Ooh, Keppel J Journalism. Yes. And, you know, it said it was back in February, right? Well, I just pull up the schedule. And I just picked a date. I went with, we'll go with February 10th, you see there. They were 15 and 6 at that time. Do you know what they ended the year at? How many games did they play? 15 and 6 would be 21 games. Yep. How many games did they play the rest of the year? Uh, 12. With 12 more games. I bet you they won 20 games. Close. Or, no, they're at 17 and 12. Wait, am I reading this right? Well, you didn't count the tournament there. Yeah, no, fifteen and six to seventeen and twelve. So they went two and six the final eight games. Two and six. So it you can make the argument that it did have a big and leave a big footprint on their season as far as, you know, just a little disconnect between the coaching staff and the players. And could really point to just a lack dysfunction. of dysfunction. Yeah, dysfunction, a lack of good culture in their basketball program. Yeah, that's uh I, who do you think comes out looking better in that? Or who, who comes out looking worse here? Does does guard look bad? Do the players look bad? I mean, you said the culture in general, so it's kind of everybody. But who I gets, if, you're, if you're making kind of a pie chart, of who looks worse? I don't think it's the players. I, I would agree with you. I think they, they come off looking, I don't know, a little... I, I don't what's know the what word here? Gripe? Was you're, there not, a, you're not coddling us enough? I mean, depending on when they this meeting t- took place, they very well could have been 15 and 6 at that time. That's... A good season up to that point. That is a good season, and for yeah. a team that was what in the pre—I mean, think about this through the through the preseason. What was Wisconsin? They were they were expected to be very very good, right? They were mm-hmm. they were ranked in what like the top ten, top fifteen. Everybody had kind of Big Ten contenders. They were supposed to be amazing, and and that just didn't really manifest itself. And at fifteen and six, you're thinking, okay, we're not pushing the panic button. Uh, and then yeah, they just kind of tanked on the stretch. Yeah, it was just kind of a t- it was just kind of another. Through any other lens, you're thinking, yeah, nice season, right? Wisconsin, ho-hum, they got to the tournament, they won a game, they're okay. Uh, but I think if you were really in the weeds on this, you probably thought, it's kind of disappointing. Actually, yeah. weren't that good. Like, what happened to us? If you looked at December and you're like, okay, where do I see this team come tournament time? You're probably thinking, a four seed. Yeah. They end absolutely. up as, what, a nine? They're a nine. That is disappointing. I would agree with that. And... You know the thing. The thing that I that I struggle with on this is like the seniors are are kind of complaining, 
and they're the leaders. They set the tone for the rest of the team. I'm curious how many seniors were in there. Was it all the seven. seniors? It said seven. So I, I guess I'm assuming that's probably all of them. Yeah. Then. And so like, you're looking weird. at I can I can imagine Brad Davison like piping in with something. Like he just seems like someone who would never complain about it. Well, he's and he's the one guy who opted back in for a fifth yeah. season. So I mean, that's also that's that's kind of fascinating. So it's like well. Hmm. Yeah, was he kind of on board with this, or was he kind of bullied into it by his by his, by, teammates? By his teammates? And that caused a disconnect between the team. You know what I tend to you know between I tend the to, players itself. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I tend to think the the problem with Wisconsin last year was guys like Brad Davison, guys like Nate Reavers, just kind of regressed. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores, and, and you like to think in a in a perfect world. Guys get a little better as sophomores. They get a little better as juniors, and then when they're seniors, maybe they they're done taking big monumental leaps. But but they're but they're just as good, or maybe marginally and better. It doesn't always happen. Like you look, these guys were way worse. You look at you know, um, I think Marcus Page, sophomore year, PJ Harrison gets suspended because he had I think weed in his car, and Marcus Page steps up. He goes from like six points or seven points per game as a freshman to like seventeen or eighteen as a sophomore. Yeah, and you're thinking, oh. He's going to do Next, he's going to be 22 a game. Right. It was like 13 or 14, both. I think both his junior and senior year. And granted, his senior year, they did have a successful year. The, yeah, the caveat to that one and that example, and, and you see that a decent amount, right, is guys who are on maybe not as good a teams have, have higher numbers because they're juicing their numbers as they're the only yep. guys. Maybe the team gets better, individual numbers go a little down, and, and I don't think you're ever going to hear Marcus Page or, or guys who are in that spot probably complain about it usually. I think about Wisconsin, though, they weren't any better. They had the same group of guys. They all just got worse. I mean, Nate Reavers, his junior year, he averages 13 points and four and a half rebounds. How do you, how do you have four and a half rebounds? The 6'11 guy. Whatever. 26 minutes a game. Yeah, his his senior year, he averages 8.3 points and 3.3 rebounds in 21 minutes. So it's not like a guy playing 16 minutes a game. 6'11, 8 points and 3 rebounds on 7.7 shots. He went he went down by five points. Yeah, that's not good. No, I mean that's that's not what you want. I mean, you're thinking. And, and, and like Davison was kind of the same way, he just never mm-hmm. got better. And like Micah Potter was was super up and down. The only guy that I thought was good on that Wisconsin team or that was was yeah was Demetri Trice. So I don't know. It just comes across as kind of just like hey, we're playing like crap. Why don't you? Why aren't you fixing us? Yeah, you know, it's it like why do you need to have a great as, relationship with your coach? It comes across as petty. Is what it extremely petty yeah. and just extremely. I need more coddling. Yep. You know that's. Boy, we're coming off sounding extremely old right now. Are there clouds up there? That'd oh, be nice if there were. It's so hot oh, up there. Oh, there it is. Could use some clouds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah. It's just like I get it. We need we need players, coaches, and and coach relationship with player is something that has definitely evolved from. You know, you used to be able to kind of coaches could be a lot harder on guys, and and maybe guard is does good guard strike you as like a super engaging like enjoyable person to be around in the first place. No, and it, do you remember how he got the job a few years ago? Oh, he was he was a he was a Bo Ryan assistant yes. for a long time. Bo, right? And Bo Ryan basically decides like I don't know they may have already played games that year, but is either mid-season. right right but was it mid season? I think yeah, like ten so, games into the year. So like Greg Guards, basically the, their lead assistant, Bo Ryan, legendary Wisconsin coach, decides he's going to retire shortly into the season, basically putting the you know their athletic director, whoever makes the final decision, like he has to make a quick decision. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to just pick the top assistant that and label him interim. And so it's sort of just weird circumstances where it just seemed like Bo Ryan just really wanted to do Greg Gard a favor or something. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, he got the job. I mean, I think he was kind of the coach in waiting anyway. Yeah. 
uh, he was a well-regarded, I guess, I don't know how well-regarded in terms of like, was where other programs knocking down the door to get him as their coach, but I don't think he's, he certainly hasn't been as good as Bill Ryan, mm-hmm. but I just think like Greg Gard just kind of see, I mean, sometimes these coaches aren't going to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean like they're awful people. Like you might just have to like take that relationship for what it's worth. He's your basketball coach. It's you like know? it's like whenever Tom Izzo yells at a player, it's like parents yell at their kids too. Do they not? Most of the time, the parents still want the best interest of the kid, just right. like the coaches. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think Tom Izzo though. There's never been a question of is he is an engaging kind of personality, right? I think everybody knows because Tom Izzo probably tells you how much he cares about his kids. He, mm-hmm. he never misses an opportunity to tell everyone how much he cares. Greg Gard just kind of seems like he's kind of close to the chest, kind of an introvert. Honestly, I could not if you if they showed Greg Gard on TV right now, I would not know it's Greg Gard. He's without so, without the graphic that says Greg Gard exactly. with his record in front of the I, I have no clue what the guy even looks like. He's so out of the media, which I respect. Yeah. But yeah. He's just very whole humbling. Yeah. You know, he's just a dude. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyways, who's your loser? All right. My loser is the University of Memphis. Okay. Penny Hardaway is staying as their head coach. Yes, but they're getting Larry Brown also. That's true. So maybe that's kind of a net neutral. I thought I would do in winners senior citizens because they have an 81-year-old assistant coach. Just gives that is hope. terrific. Just gives hope. I'm going to find a negative in that too. Every time Larry Brown seems like he's at a program, eventually he leaves that program in shambles. Yeah. With with some sort of uh, I don't know what some sort of programs he's coached at. I know. Well, his last one was SMU not okay. that long ago, and I'm pretty sure he drove them into the ground. For, for a short while, or left them with an assistant coach that was not great. And, and they've been decent here over the last kind of six or eight years. But it seems like Larry Brown's always got something shady going on. So uh, I don't know. If he could just stick to the X's and O's, whatever. But my big thing is I don't think Penny Hardaway and Fernie Hardaway is that great of a coach. Oh, yes, it is Anthony. If his name was at, why don't we call him Anthony? Why does everyone refer to him as Penny? How do you get that nickname? Penny. I don't know how anyone gets a nickname. Yeah, I don't either. It's, some of them are just weird. Did you know Russell Westbrook's nickname is Brody? Yeah. That's a stupid nickname. Brody. It's, it's dumb. That's a name. That's a first name of someone. Brody. <laughs> it is. His first name's Russell. <laughs> that's random I, as hell. Yeah. I don't understand it. Honestly, Russell might be his middle name. You see so many athletes that that's just true. Maybe it's go Brody Bro- Russell Westbrook. It could be. That'd be that'd be respect <laughs> if that's the case. That I'd Gal- be a fan. Brody. You, you talk Galaxy Brain all the time. Is that Galaxy Brain? That's like the uh yeah, or like what's what's the meme where it shows uh Who's the WWE guy that uh, Vince McMahon, where he's got the face and then the next one down, he's got like an even bigger face. He's like, Duh! <laughs> oh, um, but I, I don't know. I just think if his name was like Joe Hardaway, he wouldn't be the coach right now. His, yeah. his name is Penny. So everyone thinks he's cool. Memphis has been just like, whatever. I mean, they won the NIT last year, but then a bunch of guys transferred out. I think they'll be okay. But like, uh, not that they were all that great before because they had Tubby Smith, but I think, there'd be an opportunity maybe to get a different coach in there. And I just think they're destined to be an underachieving group as long as he's their coach. Cause I just don't think he's that good. Do you think this is a lingering effect of early on in his career when Shaq left him with the magic? Cause they were teammates with the magic had a great team. Shaq in free agency goes to the Lakers. Now Penny Hardaway who is linked to head coaching NBA jobs. The Orlando Magic in was particular. It, was it that one? That was the specific one. They're in negotiations, and last minute it seems like he backs out. What if he's like, oh, I remember how it made me feel when Shaq, you know, ab- maybe has abandoned abandoned. Maybe he does issues. have abandonment issues. Yes. I can see that in the NBA because you get abandoned a lot. Yes. This this era of player movement where teams just, like, they get abandoned high. They get left high and dry. Why would you want to coach the Orlando Magic? They suck. They're and terrible. It's, it's a weird – 
No one wants to play there. They can't draft. Yeah. They've been garbage. They were like, they're destined to be. Like, their like ceiling is like seven seed in the East and be the team that the two seed comes in and mops up in four games. Yeah, they had a little, little stretch like ten years ago when they had like Vince Carter and Hayden Turkoglu, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Jameer Nelson. But then the second those guys wanted out, they're gone. And, yeah. they've, been, and they've just been like, no one wants Can to you name that. an Orlando Magic player since? Marco Fultz. Mark Hilfels <laughs> missed the year with an injury. Yeah, they're, they're just that like, hold on. Why would you want that job? Yeah. Anyways, so you want to elaborate anymore, or should I? No, I think I have, that's good. I have a neutral. We always go winners and losers. I have a. You have a neutral line. You're a Seinfeld fan, aren't you? I I like the idea of Seinfeld. Okay. Have you seen the episode where like nope. no matter what? Okay. <laughs> There's an episode where Jerry, like whenever something bad happens, something good then happens and always evens out, right? Like, say if, like, a girl dumps him, like, he'll all, all of a sudden find a new girlfriend, right? Sure. Or if he Is that lo- a good thing? He loses 20 bucks, then he'll, like, reach in his pocket and hit, there just happens to be a $20 bill back. That is exciting. So just a neutral thing. So along with that, okay, I have Virginia Tech as my neutral. They're not winners. They're not new- losers. They're neutral. Status quo. Yeah, because their leading scorer from a year ago, Kebe Aluma, the former Wofford transfer, averaged about 15 points per game decided to take his name out of the NBA draft process and return to Virginia Tech. But then it was announced by Tyrese Radford, sort of the, the, like their lead guard, you know. Yeah. He is now entering the transfer portal. He averaged about 12 points per game last year. So that's why they are my neutral team of the year. And I think all in all, if you look at their offseason this year, you know, they obviously have Kevin Luma returning. They get Storm Murphy, the Watford transfer, which – Great name, by the way. That's true. Yeah, well, he's got a career as a meteorologist. For sure. <laughs> he has to be, right? He's got to be a meteorologist. That would be one of my biggest disappointments if he wasn't going to school for meteorology. Right. Yeah. And so, all in all, I do think that this is a team that is, you know, on the up and up. And I think, like, will be this almost a forgotten team in the ACC. You hear about North Carolina maybe making some stride this year. Duke. Obviously, they're going to make strides. They sucked last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Tech might fall back a little bit. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, but Virginia Tech, I could see them being like fighting for like that three or four seed come yeah. ACC tournament time for sure. Yeah, people will probably have them as like, – I, I almost can see it now. I close my eyes like a picture in the preseason. Everyone will say dark horse team, and Virginia Tech yeah. will be all over that. Nobody will pick them to probably be higher than like – like you said, probably third, fourth, fifth in that range. Uh, but they were really good last year. They were kind of a darling last year, right? They, they beat Villanova when they had no expectations at the very beginning of the year, and people are like, ah, Virginia Tech, let's see it some more. And, and they just kind of kept winning until COVID kind of ruined their entire rhythm. And I think they went out in the first round of the tournament. They went in the first round of the ACC tournament, and it was just kind of like just kind of like they went out kind of without a whimper. They do bring back a lot of guys, mm-hmm. including Aluma. Was Radford – I, I'm trying to remember. Was he the guy? He got suspended. He got for, suspended, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever ever announced what what it was for. Probably just being a dickhead or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he was a good player though, because he, he's like one of those big physical guards. I'm pretty sure one of the coaches might have been Coach K or Leonard Hamilton. One of the one of the one of the coaches who, after they played Vatek, said like, "This dude was the best player on the floor," and, and I think he scored. I, I'm I'm kind of shitting it a little bit here, but like, I feel like he only scored probably six or eight points, but he was a guy who could impact the game. I mean, he averaged like 12 points and like, I think as a guard, I think he averaged like five or six, seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys who does a little bit of everything. He's kind of the, the proverbial straw that stirs the drink yep. type. So like a Davion Mitchell. That's what I think of him. 
Maybe, yeah, kind of a big physical athletic guard who can kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's it's a tough loss. It's a tough guy to replace. It'll be interesting to see where he goes because, yeah. as we kind of mentioned, like the transfer portal was was kind of running on fumes, and then you've got this July first deadline yeah, where guys have to enter the portal. You see all these guys either entering the portal or officially taking their names out of the NBA draft and and going into yeah. the portal. We got a great list of tip, guys in tip, the portal. Tipton Edits has been busy. Well, he got a promotion. Did you see that? I did. He's he's still gonna be doing the same stuff, I think. But he's like someone's just gonna monetize off of the Tipton work. He's gonna work like for some sort of media company. Yeah, I, I saw that as well. That's yeah. that's nice. Here we go. Could you put a team together? Here here's some just notable names hitting the transfer portal. Okay. Okay, we got Marcus Carr, as you mentioned. No one knows where he's going. I think all the steam is Texas. Yep. A couple of months ago, all the steam was kind of Kentucky, right? Right. The, that music that. That group's out of chairs. Or that chair's gotten filled. But isn't Texas out of chairs, too? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Let's just say Marcus Carlo. He's available. Uh, Tyrese Radford. Keith Williams from Cincinnati, one of the top scorers. Uh, kind of a good, solid swing man. Jaden Shackelford from Alabama. I, I think I saw another Alabama guy. Josh Primo. Yeah, he's entering the draft now. Correct? Yep. Correct. Uh, he was like a more of a role player. Shackelford's been their leading scorer the last two years. Yeah. Uh, he's from out west, so I think a lot of people are connecting dots, thinking like he'll probably go somewhere out there. I don't, I don't know where. There's UCLA, UCLA, San Diego State, Gonzaga, uh, any of those Pac-12 schools. You good, know. good, solid schools in the Mountain West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, uh, Dawson Garcia, as we mentioned. Okay, and then maybe Cedric Russell from Louisiana Lafayette. I just named you six guys, one through five, with a sixth man. If those five plus one transfer to NDSU, would that team be ranked in the preseason? Yes. Be a good squad, yeah. Be a team, man. Be a little undersized, but like, would they ever do it though? No. We, we have Buffalo Wild Wings here. We have we have four Buffalo Wild Wings here. They're making like a Top Golf type thing over here. So. That's true. When's that gonna be done? A couple years. November. Is it really? Yeah. I think it's not like What's the Shotgun Sally's turning into? Isn't it like a kind of like a Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. Okay. Yes. Got that. Yeah, Twitters. Perfect. <laughs> we got that. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you come here? You'd be the Bison. Yeah. No, I was just thinking like that's there's some there's some really high impact. Just when we were kind of thinking here a couple weeks ago, like there's nothing really left in the transfer portal, and these rosters are kind of full. We were wrong. Well, I think a lot of the rosters are full, so it's going to really be interesting to see where these guys can go. Like, what schools are they? What schools are still positioned to to pick up guys like this? And um, I mean, there's there's some good players, you know. It'll be fascinating to see over the next couple of weeks where some of these guys go because they they can really change the national scope of you know how the how the how teams are viewed, yeah. especially if Carr goes to Texas. I mean that one just at what point do they have too many guys? I think they already are kind of close to that point. Well, like they've got a lot of guard, like just not, not just guys, but a lot of guards. They've got Askew. They've got uh, well, they got Ramey and one Ramey of the three left. There's Ramey. Coleman's gone. Coleman's gone. Okay, Ramey and Jones are both back. Jones, that's the other one. Yes. And who's the kid they picked up out of Utah again? What's um, his name? I forget. Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen. Yeah. He's kind of a swing man, right? Kind of a two-three type. But I mean, yeah. they, they're all, their front court's already kind of full too. Yeah. So it's like you can't play them up positions and play four guards because you've got mm-hmm. Bishop and Trey Mitchell. Still. They could have like a hockey rotation type thing, like Kentucky, five and like, five out. Like Kentucky did it like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyways, should we get into some player movement? We sort of just went through. Everything from our winners and losers. Yeah. Um, let's start with James Akinjo. Is that Akinjo? Is that my pronouncement? It is Akinjo. Okay. And we've talked about him before where, you know, he's transferring 
um, to Baylor this year, his second time transferring. It originally started at Georgetown and then Arizona and now to Baylor. Um, and with the new transfer rules, it's basically like you had to get a waiver if you had already transferred once. Um, and we had already we had always speculated that they would grant him that with everything COVID going on. They probably just let basically the Wild Wild West. They would let the Wild Wild West happen. Mm-hmm. And um, sure enough, James Akinjo gets his waiver, and he will be able to uh, contribute to the Baylor Bears in their national title defense right away. Yeah, we. Uh, you're you're right. We the, that was interesting to see if he was going to be able to get a waiver, and I think I, I'm assuming the standard operating procedure will will remain the same. Where if a coach, even for guys who have trans, everybody gets the one time transfer. You 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 don't want to stay at the school you go to. You get a freebie, get a jail free card. You go to the next school. Um, without any, without having to sit out. Uh, but if you already have used that one-time exception and say your coach gets fired, like Marcus Carr at Minnesota, uh, Akinjo here when he goes to Arizona, can you transfer again? Mm-hmm. And the answer it looks like is going to be yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm good with that. I guess, you know, players, they sign up to play for these coaches. And it's really about that relationship. Why should, you know, they, I've never really bought into the, well, the coach can just jump jobs. Why can't the players? Uh, Cause they're not the same, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, the, the player probably should be allowed to, to allowed to go. So yeah, Kinjo's on his third team in four years and or is it five years? Four. I think it's third team in four years Yeah, and he's going to be a, a piece for them. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how good he is. Like he, he has good counting numbers there at, you know, 15 points and five assists, but his, I think his efficiency is all that great. His percentage. He takes a lot in, of shots. He's 30% in the thirties every single year. Yeah. Yeah. He takes a lot of shots. I mean, he averages 15 points on how many shots to take him to get him there. But you know, he's a guy who can score and, and, and we've seen Scott Drew's done some really mm-hmm. nice work with transfers who are less accomplished. Yeah. So I think he's not going to be with, with Georgetown and Arizona. He was like, this is my team. I got this. You know, with with Baylor, it's more like fall in line, bro. You're going to be, you know, maybe the third guy now. Yeah. Or 1A slash B slash lowercase c. Right. You know, so he'll he'll be more of a, a piece. Um, and yeah, they have some pieces to fill. They have, you know, they had their three-headed monster at the guard position last year. And all three of those guys are gone now. And so it looks like it's going to be a situation where it's um, Akinjo, um, Adam Flagler, and I can't see the other the guys. Mullick, Matthew, Matthew Meyer. Meyer. Yep. So it looks like those three will be filling in. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if they can all up their contributions and still be a successful team this next year. I think. I mean, I think they will be good. They've got a really yeah. good recruiting class also coming in, headlined by the Kendall Brown, yep. who's one of the top-rated recruits in the country. Langston loves another guy. So they got like two top like forty guys um, who will play big minutes for them. And yeah. Are they going to be a national championship caliber team? I don't know. No, maybe. Who knows? Probably not. But they are be big, good. They are in the Big Twelve, and Kansas could be a national title contender which, team, which, which means makes Baylor me, gets one too. Exactly. I right. Like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, let's go on to Travion Williams announcing he is returning. He had put in his name to the NBA draft. Um, big man from Purdue, averaged close to a double double a year ago, and you know I talked about Purdue before. I know you're a little not as excited as I am, um, but I think they're going to be a good team. That, this I think your excitement is actually more the norm. I think a lot of people really, really like Purdue. I, it, it what do you, your preseason preseason rankings? Do you think it's? Do you think they're top ten? Yes. Okay. 
I think that, I think they will be top ten. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if they're one of the ten best teams in the country. I I won't go that far. Um, but yeah, I mean, Travion Williams coming back. I mean, he's a load. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's one of the best bigs in the conference. And I think there's a the hype train on Jaden Ivy. Their their kind of mm-hmm. swing man has mm-hmm. has really that's it kind of a fever pitch. There's people saying he he might be the best player in the Big Ten. I, I think people are just bored. It's been a long off season, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think Purdue's going to be really good. You know, I, th- I think they'll be one of the better teams in the Big Ten. How can you count them out? They're always good. Yep. And, and Travion Williams is probably the – he's the fulcrum to that because he's he's a load. You know, John, and, and other – you know, Travion Williams is maybe the headliner of kind of your Big Ten news, but there's actually been a lot of some, – some, some other significant kind of Big Ten movement. Um, one of the big ones was Daryl Morsell, the reigning defensive player of the year, uh, swingman out of Maryland is opting to transfer to Marquette. He was the guy who I think at the beginning of the offseason said, I'm a wild card. I'm either I'm, I'm going to put my name in the draft. I'm going to test the waters. I might transfer. I might return to school. Nobody knows what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Just just mystery box guy. Yeah. Uh, he went through door number three, which is go to Marquette, Marquette. I guess. I don't he, know if they're going to go to Shaka. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he, wants- he saw that Dawson Garcia is leaving, so he's like, oh, I can fill that void. Yeah, maybe. He's like, hey, I averaged nine points a game last year. I really want to average 12. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. And it's interesting because Maryland was picking up steam in sort of the transfer market. You know, they got Fats Russell, one of the top, you know, sort of transfer portal guys. Um, I think I'm going to mispronounce this. Caduce Wahab. Sure. Is that it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, post player from Georgetown averaged about 13 points per game last year, and all signs were pointing up on them as being sort of that Big Ten surprise team. Maybe not surprise, but like, make, well, I think the hype train was similar to Purdue, where exactly. it was like Maryland's going to be amazing. Whoa, you know, everyone was yeah. jerking off to it. But and I think they're still going to be great. They also have Eric Ayala. Ayala. God damn, what? It? Maryland has just tough names to pronounce. Yeah, um, he actually just announced that he's coming back, yes. which is big. And so he's coming back, and they got one more kind of wild card, which is which is Aaron Wiggins, mm-hmm. who's kind of the the Robin slash Batman to Ayala. It's those two are kind of the two top kind of scoring pieces for them. And and if and if Wiggins comes back, I mean that'd be really solid because you'd have obviously those two losing losing Marcel is. It's a blow, though. I mean, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a bummer. It's sort of like they kind of completes their group. It took a little ship out, no, not ship out of their sail. Well, the wind out of their sail. Wind out of their sails. Sail. Sails use wind. Oh my gosh! Sails don't use ships. Like it's not a ship colliding with a sail that makes it move Maybe. in the right direction. How are we ever gonna? We're just bugs on our rock in a void, John. Who knows anything? <laughs> bugs on a rock. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have. All in all, um, they have had a good offseason, but you know, being able to keep – what's his face? I can't think of his name right now. I'm going off the rail. Daryl Marcel, being able to keep him would have been sort of icing on the cake for their offseason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As kind of a – as a post player, po- coaches will always say, get your work done early, right? The post player gets to get down there, make first get the contact, position. get get your position, get your work done early. Yeah, I, I remember those Maryland, Maryland got a lot of their work done early. Yeah, all your post – all those exactly. post groups that you did. You know, right. Like, be a stump. That's, yeah. You do at a high level. It's easier yes. to it's easier to move a tree than it is a stump. So you want right. to be a stump. Yes, I get low, <laughs> get that booty on the ground. But um, Morcell's leaving, so that one that one, I think it, it dings Maryland a little bit. Maybe if they were a preseason, I don't know, fifteen. Now they're maybe maybe a fringe twenty five team, right? Yeah. I don't know if he's that impactful, but 
a defensive player of the year. So, yeah. I mean, he's not like he's just some schmuck. And, and I think the biggest one, though, from a, from a national scale is Dwayne Washington. That was a surprise. Wasn't Opting it? to stay in the NBA draft. That was a yeah. surprise, yeah. I mean, he's a guy averaged 70 points per game. I don't know if his game really translates to the NBA, but like no. we always say, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, and so I think before about a week ago, you could probably pencil him into like a top right. five. Yeah, top I, 10. I was, was going to say top 10. Maybe yeah, top five. definitely top now, 10. Now like 15 and 20. He was a big piece to their puzzle a year ago. Yeah. And now he's gone. Well, it's just so hard. I mean, he's... For all, you, when you watch the Buckeyes last year, everyone was kind of talking about how they, they've got this dynamic offense. You really, you watch them though, and it's, it's kind of mostly Dwayne Washington having irrational confidence, shooting a lot. And Was he the one at the end of their tournament game just jacking up? Jack and shot three. Yes. That wasn't really warranted at that time. If you could put Dwayne Washington's brain in Ben Simmons' body, you'd have a hell of a play. <laughs> but, I mean, he shoots he shoots a ton. And, you know, through a lot of the season, he, he actually was very good. I mean, he averaged almost 17 a game, as you said. They don't have the, the problem with, with Ohio State is it's kind of a perfectly constructed team of guys that fit and allow him to do that while they do the other stuff. You know, you've got just, you've got you've got Justin Aarons, who's kind of a, a solid shooting kind of stretch, uh, kind of swing man who can, who can uh, run off screens, shoot threes, right, space the floor. You've got Kyle Young, who's kind of this big. See um, the tatted up one. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of the junkyard dog type yeah. who can who can score off of you know uh, drop offs and, and putbacks and stuff like that and knock down an occasional three. Justice Suing is kind of an athletic, kind of junkyard dog type again, who doesn't really maybe create his own shot, but he, he'll get you 10 or 11 points. The whole play is being drawn up for him. They don't have guys who are capable of really doing what Washington does. And they're also losing C.J. Walker, who is their point guard, who, mm-hmm. who kind of sets the table for everybody. I, I think that Washington loss really hurts them. I mean, that was a team that was projected, as you said, maybe in the top 10, sometimes as high as maybe five, kind of your mm-hmm. Big Ten favorite, maybe. That's hard to take a 17 point a game guy out of your rotation, and and while while people will watch sometimes and watch him, and you'll say, I can't stand watching him play. He just he just chucks and he puts up stats. Sometimes there's value in a guy who can just at the end of the show. I mean, so much of Big Ten basketball is end of the shot clock, throw it to your guy and see if he can go make a make a play for you somehow. Well, that was sort of the fault, or not the fault, the the problem with the Sixers. Like their guy to go to is a post player. Right, and that's, it's hard to win it's like t- that. It's tough to do that. Yep. Yeah, you need an awfully special post player, and, and they don't have that. I mean, EJ Liddell's a good player, but you, you, it's it's just hard to replace a 17-point-a-game guy when you haven't really recruited. They've got okay recruits coming in, but it's not like they're bringing in guys who are probably ready for that kind of role yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a bummer. And, and, of course, isn't that just so Duke, though? They get lucky. Yeah. they got the Ohio State matchup. Yeah. You know, segue into the, the Big Ten ACC Challenge. But yeah, and that's probably what we're going to end a, with here. It's a big move. I'm going to – here's my question. Okay. I'm going to lead off this topic of the Big Ten ACC Challenge with a question because to our listeners, they did just announce the matchups. Um, which matchup are you most excited about? Read, read them off to me again. I, um, I, need, I need to find I'm it. just going to find some bigger ones. You already mentioned Duke, Ohio State. Uh, Florida State, Purdue, I think is a good one. Um, Wisconsin, Georgia Tech is sort of a sleeper. Um, Louisville, Michigan State, Michigan versus North Carolina. Are some of the bigger ones? Oh, Minnesota plays Pittsburgh. No, that's an awful. They they do. That's not. I'm not very excited about that one. Uh, ooh, Virginia Tech, Maryland. That's another one. Yeah, that one's we, interesting. We've talked about both those teams today. Yeah, I mean, you you just know, like the week ahead of time, we're just gonna get we're just gonna get smacked in the face with Duke and Ohio State. It's gonna be nothing but all Duke, Ohio State, all the time. We're gonna get that for like a week straight, right? Yeah. It's the blockbuster the Tuesday. 
blockbuster. It's going to be it's like somehow you are going to care about this game. And, and maybe to another, a lesser extent, maybe that, that North Carolina, Michigan one will also, it'll be the highlight of if the Tuesdays and Wednesdays, whatever, which it's gonna be those like, two teams will get their own kind of highlight night. Michigan's going to be breaking in, you know, a lot of freshmen and you know, younger guys. So it's going to be sort of like seeing where they're at, you know. Yeah. And obviously it's a long season. They can get better throughout, but we're really going to see how good they're actually going to be next year. Right. Those will be the big kind of highlight games that we just, we they just, they pimp the hell out of them, right? Yeah. Um, so of course, who wouldn't be kind of excited to see what those two those two games look like? I, I actually, I really am intrigued. Is it Va Tech in Maryland? Is yeah, that what you said? That looks like I, a I'm good really, one. I'm fascinated by that. And then I guess I am kind of intrigued to see what um, the Florida State Purdue one, just because I'm not as high on Purdue. Matthew actually, versus Leonard Hamilton. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go maybe a little left field one there. I'm just kind of looking at it, processing as I go here. The Indiana at Syracuse game because okay. I, I really do. I'm I've been very intrigued by Indiana. I think they've got a chance to be really good, and I, I feel like Syracuse is going to be decent enough too. Yeah, they've got, they've got you know they're right. going to have chemistry. They have three people on their team from the same family. True. Yeah. Or are they all sick of each other? Sometimes you hate your family after True. a while. You know, you really you sick just want to get away. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think it was Titus and Tate who did a nice little thing on this, where it's like, okay, so we're, which games are we actually going to watch? Which games are we going to say we're going to watch and then not watch a second of? Which games are just like the student, the student, which ones when student we, broadcasters? Which ones when you and I are recapping? Am I going to be like, oh, this game? Did you watch this one? No, I was no, actually busy. Neither did I. Okay, let's I just look, up to each other. Let's just look at the game cast and try and recap it to the best we can. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I, I like the Vatek um, Maryland one. I'll go with that. Yeah. One. How about you? Um, you can't pick. You can't pick. You I, see. I wasn't going to. Okay. Um, mostly because I know how that game's going to go. They're going to get their asses kicked. It's going. <laughs> Michigan has a has an, the same effect as Virginia. North Carolina's going to score thirty points. Yeah, and it's for like game. a complete different. It's just like they get bullied when they play Michigan. Yeah. I don't get it. It yeah. bugs me. Except for like, except for ninety three. You know, whatever. True. Just, just throwing that out there. I was alive then. Same. Um, I'm gonna go with. No, I don't want to go Iowa, Virginia. No, no one cares about They're that. They're both going down. I'm going go with Florida. Wait, did you say Florida State, Purdue? Can I take that one? Go with that one. I'm sure. going with that one. Yeah. Um, just because you know Florida State, they're always that team that is good in the early on, and then sort of flames out during the tournaments. And then I've already, I've always said how much I like Purdue. I'm yeah. Always here. Um, and then we have a good coaching matchup there too with Leonard Hamilton versus Matt Painter. Yeah. Um, Great coaching matchup. You're yeah. right. So yeah, that's probably the one I'm most excited for outside of – actually, I'm not excited for Michigan, North Carolina. I'm just, I'm going to no. treat it like I do with Vikings games where I just have low expectations so that I yeah. don't get disappointed. Hopefully we just don't get our asses kicked. Yeah. You know. Just keep it to, to within 20. Wait, no, that's an ass kicking. Um, yeah, 15? that's what I would go with. Okay. Yeah. Keep it within 15. Yeah. I'd be with free with throws at the end. So keep it like at a 10-point game and then lose by 15 because of free that throws. Works. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, do you have anything else, Biggs? Hmm. Trying to think, not really. No, I'm actually. Uh, I think I'm kind of fresh out of stuff. Well, I'm actually going to end on congratulations for you. I don't know if you've been looking at my computer monitor. It says the very last I thing. I can't read that. Bigs, far. Bigs, congratulations. Really? Well, I saw you. Well, thank you. I saw you tweeted yesterday. I did tweet yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And wow, Mark Titus liked it. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> that was a big deal. It felt yeah. like a good moment for me. Yeah. Did you feel pretty good about that? Yeah, I did feel good. Yeah, I, I mean, a, re- a reply would have been e- euphoria, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's safe to say, I, I mean, I, I, making moves. So yeah, yeah, if our fans are out there wondering, like, are we legit? 
like should we even be counted on for quality information well someone obviously thinks so mark titus thinks so and he's at the forefront of college basketball podcasting i have nothing else to say all right let's end on that look up to it letters bye all right bigs we just got done recording and much like i found out since we became you know legit professional podcasters is that sometimes you sign off and then news breaks and basically we sign off you grab your phone and you have a notification that do you, do you just want to say it you can say it okay uh coffee cockburn a mcdonald's lawsuit waiting to happen has decided to put his name in the transfer portal huge news yeah, yeah. what do you think about this well it's a it's a sad day anytime you're losing cockburn so you know <laughs> i think it's a good day when you lose that Maybe, yeah. It depends <laughs> on the type of cockburn. Right. Anyway, sucks for Illinois, doesn't it? Yeah. College version of Shaq, and yeah, I mean, he was one of the one of the one of the best players in the country last year. Kind of basically like a college version of Shaq, you know, kind of dominating in the Big Ten. Kind of sucked balls in the uh, in the tournament game that they lost to Loyola Chicago, but uh, he's out. And uh, I don't know if it's official if he's actually going to college. You know, all these kids they do like the we're going to enter the draft. I'm also going to enter the portal. I might stay. There's Everybody's kind of following the Daryl Morsell. I'm going to I'm going to take a route. tangent here. Okay, I thought about this the other day. Let's hear it. With all the transfer portal stuff, especially this offseason, you know how like we talk about tipped in edits. What if there's someone who just wanted to remain in limbo? Okay, yeah, forever. Let, let, let's just say let's just say Caleb Love a few months ago. What if he put out a tipped in edit that it was three options: draft, North Carolina, or and then he puts like the transfer portal logo, and that's what those were his final three. Like door number one, draft. Door yeah. number two, yeah. Uh, transferring door number three i'm back yeah is there i would fourth, enjoy that could there be a fourth door g league overseas i mean you could do stuff like that yeah it's maybe just like professional route yeah or i'm just gonna hang them up and i might just retire be a tiktoker i might opt out yeah that'd be great yeah i would enjoy that is that the next is that the kind of the evolution of tipton joe tipton became you know official now so like he's out of that game yeah. is there is there space for somebody to rise should, into that should, role should be Take over like midcourt madness edits. You good with that kind of thing? Maybe we could actually make some money. We could expand our business. We got to find somebody that's good at that. I'm not great at that. No, the Joker and Batman said, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. You can just go on Photoshop. Okay, we can figure that out. Now is the future of midcourt madness and bigs and smalls. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Business expansion. (laughs) Anyways, back to uh, Kofi Coburn. That's his actual name. Not sure if you're aware of that. Yeah. Um, and all indications are of him. If he's sticking in college, yeah, or he's gonna end up at Kentucky, which I think, I think I heard another podcast talk about like some of the Illinois assistant coaches are sort of like there's like two or yeah, three they that poach, have, they poach two of them, yeah. including their their main one is Orlando Antigua, who was kind of the yep. lead assistant for for Underwood, and uh, yeah, he's at Kentucky now, yeah. so that's kind of people are connecting kind of A to C there on the dots. I think that's A to C. I think that's like A to like A and a half. B and a half. No, A and a half. It's like it's more than A and. A to B. Really? Like, it's a lock. Wow. It's a it's a smallest lock of the week. We have one of those? Now we do. We're going to start. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like that. I love okay. that. My lock of the week is that I'm a fan. <laughs> but um, talk about that sucks balls for Oscar Sheebway. And here's here's kind of the uh, the transfer portal. Does he give go it. back in the portal? For Can some, he go well, back he, in the portal? He's too late now. He's going to okay. have to like – he's already – remember, he, he started – he played like what? Like six games for West Virginia. Transferred. Joined Kentucky like a week later. Uh, and now – Mid-season transfer. Yep. So he was gonna, you know, he's basically he basically scrapped his sophomore year. Although, mm-hmm. granted, he gets that back, I suppose, uh, because that year doesn't count for anybody from an eligibility standpoint. But you know, the transfer portal giveth for some, it taketh away for some others. Oscar mm-hmm. Sheboy's thinking, yeah, I got the job to myself here. I'm going to dominate Kentucky. I'm going to be big man on campus. Not so fast. That's right. So 
Yeah, that kind of sucks for him. Yeah. And, you know, we talked yesterday about Texas and how they could have sort of that hockey lineup like Kentucky back in, had back in 2015. I, I think it's 2015. Could Kentucky just have one Exactly. What if we have a national championship game of hockey lineups? I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> I heard this on uh, on another podcast where it was with Titus and Tate, where they just said basically, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I love the uh, the coach Cal just going all out, selling out, basically whatever it takes to stop Coach K from getting a yeah. title. <laughs> I'm here for it. Just whatever it takes. I got to build. I got to build Are we my Kentucky fans by extension. Now? Absolutely. I'm fast. The enemy of our enemy is our friends. True. I've said many times, I've become fascinated with this new version of Coach Cal where he says, screw it. I'm, I'm done recruiting a bunch of 19-year-olds who don't know how to play basketball. I'm going to get I'm going to get my one-and-dones, yeah. but they're all going to be 21-year-old one-and-dones who actually know how to, <laughs> what the hell they're doing in college basketball. And he's basically like an NBA GM at the college level, just assembling, oh, I need a shooter? Okay, I'm going to go get C.J. Frederick and Kellen yep. Grady. Yep. Oh, I need a point guard to orchestrate everything? Okay, I'll get the SEC leading assist guy in Severe Wheeler. Oh, I need a big man to be the biggest dude on the floor? Let's get the biggest dude in college basketball, Kofi Coburn. Yeah. They're gonna be legit. Good luck. If that if that actually happens, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, Oscar. Sheen oh yeah, a, we're, we're saying Oscar, this with Oscar, the assumption that right. Kofi is going. Well, don't let facts get in the way of a good story, John. Exactly. That could be a lot of fun. But I mean, Oscar Sheway could be a really solid piece for them too. But I mean, you just you want to hit the throttle down and go pedal to the metal on that. Kofi Coburn's like, you know, the uh, the Mario. He, he, gets, he gets the he gets the mushroom and becomes them the Super Mario. Ooh, there you go. I kind of envisioned that with Oscar Sheway and Kofi <laughs> Coburn a little bit. You know how you hear like people say like, oh, so and so is a poor man's version of someone else well Kofi Coburn is a rich man version of Oscar Sheboy 100% yeah okay I love that all right did you have a transition that is a great transition actually all this Kentucky talk you know we missed this the other day when we were talking about Big Ten ACC because I don't know we have uh, we need to get that out of our head that we're obsessed with the Big Ten and ACC mostly because ESPN shoves it down our throat right that's the only we, we kind of omitted Big 12 SEC challenge information that stuff was unveiled here I don't know with within the last week or so yeah uh Big 12 SEC Challenge. It's kind of the underrated. It doesn't get nearly the kind of pub that the Big 10 ACC one does even during the college basketball season in terms of an inventory. Yeah. But some juicy matchups. Yeah. The juiciest of juicy, Kentucky at Kansas. That's going to be a great game. January 29th. That's my anniversary. Remy Martin versus Severe Wheeler. Yeah. Anniversary. Wow. That's going to be a year? Yeah, well, since we got the dog. Oh, yeah, of course. My life changed forever. <laughs> exactly. For better. And then I went on vacation in March. I that was awesome, too. Yeah, I don't know what it's about. Me neither. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, yeah, and that's a great matchup. Another one I see is Baylor-Alabama. Baylor won't be as good. Neither will Alabama. Um, that could be a lot of fun, though. You think so? You think they're going to be worse? Well, if they lose a couple. Well, I, don't yeah, think I guess they lost, Pe- they lost Petty. They lost. I guess, yeah, maybe not worse, but I, I don't think they'll be like – I don't think – Oh, a, a couple of days ago before Jaden Shackelford and Jack Primo mm-hmm. were out, yep. you thought, holy shit, Alabama's going to be like a one seed. They're going to be good, right? Yeah. So it's Baylor. But maybe not like title contender. I think that could be a good game. Yeah, I think way. so too. Another one I see, uh, I think Oklahoma State at Florida. I think Oklahoma State, even with uh, losing, I can't think of it, Cade Cunningham, I think they're still going to have some good next year. And same as Florida too. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Oklahoma at Auburn? Oh, that's a good one too. Auburn's been active in the transfer portal too this year. They sure have. Walker Miller, or wait, no, Walker some. Wait, what? Some so we don't care about. Walk or something. Yeah, he's he's walking away. From you can't you can't trust either one of them because they have two last names. Or no, you can't matter. trust people who are named Walker because they're just going to walk on out of your life. Right, exactly. Screw them. <laughs> I'm intrigued by that. Uh, Ooh, that ten- Tennessee, Texas. Yeah, your frauds versus the Longhorns. What do you think about that one? I like it. I do too. Tennis or not Tennessee, Texas with all their you know incoming transfers, and then Tennessee also has guys coming in too. Very orange matchup as well. It is very orange. Basketball's orange. The jerseys are both orange. 
What if they both go with orange jerseys? You got the burnt orange versus kind of the the super orange orange. I don't think the NCAA would like that. As we've seen, though, the NCAA doesn't have any power anymore. They do like to cave into peer pressure. That's true. Yeah, NIL. We talked about this yesterday. 100%. On on the same pod, but yesterday. Later today. (laughs) No, it's yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) All in all, it's going to be a fun... Which matchup do you think is better, the Big Ten ACC Challenge or the Big 12 SEC with those games? I mean, oof. I'd have to go with the Big 12 SEC just to prove that I'm not biased. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm really making strides here. Really but I do. But I know we've talked Why about this. Why would you be biased? I don't know. It's weird. Because if North Carolina wins the title, so does the ACC. Or if the ACC team wins the title, so does North Carolina. Is that kind Wait, of a- does that extend to like these little challenges? Like say if the Big 12 wins the Big 12 SEC challenge, but Kansas State got murdered against Ole Miss. Oh, it's 100% a thing for like also, old guys. Are they also champions still? Like like my dad, who's a Gopher fan, like he'll root for – he wants all of the Big Ten teams to win. He'll root for Indiana against whoever they're Yes, playing. like yeah. he really wants all those Big Ten teams. And I, I, it's something I've never really understood. That I guess it's maybe just an extension of that provincialism that Minnesotans seem to have. And I think just it just looks better it. come tournament time when you're – doing like the seeding and figuring out who's going to be in and who's going to be The more success the Big Ten has, yes. that, that increases our standing. If we do exactly. well in the Big Ten and all the Big Ten teams are doing well in other areas, yeah. that makes us like, all the better. a 500 record in the ACC is better than a 500 record in the Summit League. Obviously. I suppose, yeah. yeah exactly. Boom. True. Math. I think I'm, I'm intrigued by the Big 12 with the SEC Challenge as well. Yeah. Later in the year, too, so you have a more fully formed version of what the teams yeah, are going to be. That was weird. Like, I, like I'm... We were just looking at the matchups, and I, I'm like Googling Big Big 12 SEC Challenge. I was like, oh, 2021 tournament. I was like, okay, this is what I need to go to. It wasn't. I need to go to the 2022. 2022. Yeah, yeah. It's after the turn of the calendar. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. All these tournaments are usually like part of like the early season, the, the MTEs. Yeah. The multi The preseason. Event. Exactly. Pre-conference season. But this is one of the few, or not one, even one of the few, the only one. That does it in the middle of the year. It's true. It's it's really it's kind of like I mean once you get into conference play and conference play starting earlier and earlier now in the last like five years or so it seems like conference play starts in like it used to be it's always like January one was kind of when up to that point was kind of unofficial non conference season. Now it seems like it's extended even a month. Like hey we're playing we're playing early conference games at the beginning of December three four games into the season. teams opened the season with conference games last year you know in, in some yeah. in some situations. So it's it I think that's also what's fun about it is it's like you break up that monotony of every week on ESPN, I'm seeing Kansas against Baylor, then it's Kansas against Kansas State, then it's Kansas against Missouri, then it's Baylor against Oklahoma. All the Big 12 teams constantly playing each other. It's fun to see. So I love those obscure matchups, especially middle of the year when these teams, as I said, are more fully formed what they're going to be. Yeah, because usually these teams have, say, about 10 non-conference games that they start with, and then after that it's all conference games, mm-hmm. until, even through the conference tournaments, Yeah, up until the actual brackets were through. Right. That's what's always fun about bracket busters back in the day. Remember that the the mid majors would always you get you get a, mm-hmm. like a UNI versus St. Mary's or something like, you know, obscure college basketball teams, but they're not playing conference teams. And you get yeah. to see those teams finally. Uh, yeah, should be exciting though. Those matchups are are juicy. That Kansas Kentucky one. I mean, could that be like a that's a, a legitimately top five teams playing each other it in the middle be. of the year? You know, that could be a battle for a one seed. Yeah, it very well. Could. Oh, I'm so excited. ESPN executives are is, jumping all over this, that one. This is like seven months away from right now, and we're so. It's not that it's, far. Yeah. As <laughs> as Ross team would say, it's 30 weeks away. Yeah. That's it. Are we? Do you think he's awake? He slept in May, but what does he do in June? He it's probably, July now. So, I mean, he probably like gets his garden going. Do you think he's a gardener? He has to be. 
Should I be a gardener? I'm a homeowner pretty soon here. Yeah, I think true. I kind of want to be a gardener. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe. Should I, though? What are you going to make? Like carrots? Uh, Wouldn't you corn? just have flowers? Are you? Oh, God. Okay. Could you do both? You could do both. My mom does both. She has like flower beds and then she has a garden too. Why are we talking about this? Why not? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Again. Bye.